When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. My friend, we have an action-packed episode of TFL Talking Trucks podcast right now. That's right. You got to go to a 2022 overlanding meet. And on top of that, we have some updates about Northern Lightning, our special project going north in a Ford Lightning. Exactly. Mm. Yes. So uh, a lot is happening. If you've been following us at alltfl.com, which is basically uh, everything, one-stop shop for TFL stuff. Right. Because we have eight channels and many other things happening. It's an app on your phone that you push the button and you see a million things that we're doing all on the same day. <laughs> exactly. Seriously. Uh, we started, we just published the first episode of Northern Lightning Series. Uh, we started here in Colorado. Uh, this is the Ford F-150 Lightning that we purchased right. uh, for long term. And um, yeah, it's actually in progress right now. Um, I just flew back. Actually, I did the first leg. So we'll give you a preview of the first leg. And also, uh, uh, Overland Expo Pacific Northwest. That's the official name of the uh, event I went to. Right. But you went to that in the Ford Lightning. Yes. And that was not a normal Ford Lightning. In fact, we did a lot of firsts with that Lightning, and we're in the process of doing a lot of firsts. So we can't tell you everything that's happening, but we can tell you about, oh, there's a picture. For those of you who cannot see, there's a picture of what our Lightning currently looks like. This got, is an electric a, truck, and it has, yeah. yeah, it's got a camper on it. Yeah, it's got a four-wheel campers Project M uh, camping shell on it. Right, which has a pop-up uh, roof. Uh, and also on top of that, David put in his pull-out system, homemade, uh, you know, what do you call it, uh, the storage system, I would say. Yeah. And then on top of that, we also have BF Goat Wrench tires on the Ford truck as well. Now, none of these things are going to help for its range. We've already covered some of that. But this will help when you're in the middle of a long highway leading north to Alaska and the northern parts of Alaska and you're stuck in the middle of a hailstorm while bears are attacking you and hopefully, possibly, Roman might be attacked by an animal. Um, well, there you have it, yes. Uh, that pretty yes. much encapsulates everything I wanted to say about that. <laughs> but I also wanted to, on this episode, a couple more things, right? I saw some of the latest trends in overlanding. Which I'm trucks. excited to hear about. Yeah, so we'll go over that uh, because uh, I met a lot of really awesome people at this event. Uh, right. So thank you guys for reaching out, you know, saying hello, etc. Um, and also, I want to thank Patreon supporters. Uh, that You guys support this podcast because without you, this would not be possible. Absolutely, guys. Your help has made this possible. On top of that, a lot of other things possible, including Northern Lightning. So yeah. thank you so much for your support. Within the last four days, we had three new supporters, Zeb Whiteley. 
Oh, S- S- no, no, Saeed no. Al Musawi. Okay, that sounds thank, right. Thank you, Saeed. Uh, and Jonathan Mashburn. All right, guys. If I have butchered your name, I sincerely apologize. Yeah, he does apologize, but I live for this. So <laughs> it's I just it makes my day. It's like coffee. It makes my day. So uh, a little bit later, uh, a couple of these guys probably had some questions okay. on patreon.com slash tflcar. So if you want to support us there, um, obviously you can. And you can also ask us questions so we can discuss them on the podcast like this. Right. Um, and get to the bottom of it. So why don't we talk about those questions after we're done talking about the Overland Expo and before we talk about Northern Lightning. Yeah, let's do it. Well, although a little bit of Northern Lightning is still going to be included with the expo. Now, first of all, this happened in the Pacific Northwest. Where exactly did this happen in the Pacific Northwest? This is Redmond, Oregon. So it's very, very close to Bend, Oregon. So it's kind of central Oregon, if you can think about that. So is it close to Portland? Yeah, it's actually not far away from Portland. It's like 90-ish miles. um, Now you're testing my geography. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's about 90-ish miles southeast of Portland. Okay. So it's not super... Central Oregon, but it's a little bit closer to the West Coast. Gotcha. Uh, beautiful area, growing area, because mm-hmm. Bend, Oregon has been growing recently, and sure. Redmond is also growing in a huge way. Okay. Um, and this was at the fairgrounds, and this is organized by um, Overland Expo, which has several locations throughout the country for events throughout the year. Right. Uh, one of our favorite events, I think, for you and I, is the Flagstaff, Arizona event, right? I love that event. It's a beautiful place to have it, and, you know, just I love Flagstaff. You know, I got to say that, um, I mean, you may, I think you'll agree with me. Since we've been going to Overland Expo, out of all the events we go to, that's where we get the most recognition amongst our fans. It seems like a majority of the people there either are familiar with us or actually like us, and in very few cases hate us. <laughs> yes. so, but it's, you know, they'll come up to us all the time, sometimes five or six people at a time, yeah. which is really cool because, you know, we're class D, D or F, uh, you know, celebrities. Yeah, but, I would say so. Yeah, but it's, it's really cool because a lot of the people out there are like-minded. They understand our point with this, and overlanding covers so many different things and that's the cool thing about the overland expo it goes all the way from bicycles and motorcycles all the way up to these ridiculously expensive rigs yeah and now also manufacturers are using this oems big manufacturers oh yeah are using this to debut some vehicles or parts or accessories right so this is gaining some steam and uh, it's picking up some speed well that's an at4x um, i'm looking at on the screen isn't it, it exactly but it's just not any uh, gmc sierra at4x what gmc did is they launched their partnership with AEV. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is their latest AEV, American Expedition Vehicle uh, kit and also addition trucks. Um, I have a video about this, so you can check it out at altfl.com. But I wanted to mention it here because more and more manufacturers now introducing vehicles. Um, you know the bison, right? Right. Uh, the Colorado bison, right? The co- which is done with AEV. Yes. So now, uh, before this uh, expo show, uh, Chevy teased the Silverado ZR2 Bison, but mm. it was only a tease, yeah. right? And, you know, the dark images, you know, kind of Outlines silhouettes and, yeah. and all this stuff. But then GMC surprised us, I think. Um, well, it surprised me because they came out with this before the Silverado. They said, you know what? Uh, we're going to put the AV bumpers, uh, skid plates, a winch ready basically from the factory. Um, and have really, really hard, uh, tough protection. And the AEV edition actually has unique interior at, uh, appointments as well. But what do you think about this bumper, dude? Well, I have one important question before I ask about the bumper. Yeah. Yes. Is that boron steel underneath? Oh, yes. Boron! 
Yes. Yeah, so only strong. for the skid plates, by the way. Oh, uh, okay. Well, yeah. So the bumper is not boron. Yeah, but so. it's but the skid plates start right at the bottom of the bumper. Yes. It's it's very close. The bumper itself looks obviously factory. Um, the fact that there's a winch behind there and it's so well hidden, other than the tow, the hook in the front, mm -hmm. is phenomenal. It looks really good. I think that General Motors has been very smart about slowly and surreptitiously moving up in terms of their off-road capability with their trucks because Ram's been doing this forever and they've been kicking everybody's butt and then Ford's kind of been in, in that same you know pool. Yeah, totally. Not so much Nissan, not so much Toyota, but with GMC doing this, they have a luxury truck, a super luxury truck that now is ultra off-road capable. More so with all the AEV stuff. Yeah. So I absolutely love it. And I'm wondering, when are you going to drag it over to the studio? I don't see it yet. I, I, hopefully soon. Uh, we, don't, we don't have it yet. Uh, this is going to be kind of a later 2023 model year introduction, mm -hmm. which uh, they haven't said this, but my guess is that early, early 2023. Mm -hmm. So I think we're still about half a year away from seeing this actually in our hands, you know, driving them and actually, you know, working with these trucks. Dude, Andre, make a phone call. Make it happen tomorrow. Okay, GMC, GMC, if you... That's if how easy it is. If you're listening, uh, please send this over uh, immediately. Yeah, no, it looks but, really cool. So, so yeah, the AT4X already has the DSSV Multimatic Spool Valve Fancy Shocks. Right. Um, this AEV edition now um, gets a 33-inch tall tire from the ZR2. Mm -hmm. So... Um, I was kind of hoping for a 35. I know. Everybody was asking about this. I asked them. Yeah. I got some kind of no-comment yeah. answers. You know what I'm saying? But, but hey... You know, small steps maybe, but 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 this is a big step, dude, because the approach is much improved. The with, approach with, is great because of the front bumper. Because and, of this, uh, yes. right, right, right. So on top of that, we're already talking about a two-inch lift, that's standard with this setup, and then on top of that, you're talking about extra armor and interior goodies. Yes, that's essentially what. We're at, well, and the winch, the winch is obviously, totally, totally. and that is a factory winch, right? That is, the, yes. we're not talking about something that you have to have later on. Uh, no, so the way this will work is the bumper and the skid plates and everything else mm -hmm. is actually done at the factory. Uh, so AV sends those parts to the factory and they get put on. Right. Uh, but then the winch does not get put on the factory. It gets to the dealer and then the dealer That's installs That's what I was wondering. Yes. But it, they but are the, all the same winch, It right? all works together, yes. Okay, so what's um, the winch? Uh, I, I don't oh, know. Oh, so it's not a, you don't and, know if it's a warrant? And, or... Well, I, I think it's a warrant. Uh, I'm sorry, but, um, and also I don't have pricing. Okay. You're probably going to ask me how much does a winch cost? I, I was going to guess that this is another $15,000 on top of the price. That's just a guesstimate for me. Wow, you're high. I think I, I mean, on the wow. price. <laughs> well, this is Colorado. No, I, <laughs> no, no seriously. No, I, no. I think I'm right. I think I, I, I well... Right yeah. now, prices are it's exorbitant. So, but dude, the 84X truck, with all its features and massaging seats, we recently drove it. Yeah, and we drag raced it and we took it off road. What an extraordinary! Um, it already trip. starts at seventy-seven grand. Exactly. So we don't have the AEV kit pricing. No, yet, we but, don't. But but, I, but but I'm just guessing it's going to be in the nineties, low nineties. So um, so there you have it. Yeah. Um, but and I apologize, I don't have every spec. But I talked to AEV engineers. They mm -hmm. ta told me a lot of that went into this design. Right. Boron steel is this. Super, super tough alloy of steel. Which is also lightweight. Lightweight, it's thin. It's about yeah. three millimeters thick. Um, it has to be hot stamped. So the steel is actually hot when the presses go down on it and just forms the actual skid plate. And it turns out the skid plates, are like if you bash it on the rock, mm -hmm. it actually just pops back. 
like it, it has memory. This still has actual memory. Well, I, I do recall that you actually have, and so have I, smacked a bison around a little bit in the past with the Colorado. And sure enough, maybe other things got a little bit scratched, but that boron plate, man, it just took oh, it. It resists gouging. Yeah. It resists denting. So it's a very expensive stuff. piece of metal, though. Yeah. It's, it's, it's expensive to make and it's expensive to procure. Yes. So. And hence, you know, the pricing will be premium. Exactly. That's, that's where we're going. I, and I'm not even trying to put it down. I, you know, guys, $90,000 truck, hell, a $70,000 truck is too much in my book. But the point is, is that you're kind of getting what you pay for in this case. And I said that before with the Bison Colorado, which was extremely expensive compared to the regular ZR2. I felt that the ZR2 was a better value, and that was what I would have bought. Mm -hmm. But still, incredible, incredible armor. So, and it's factory, dude. It's factory warrantied. Yeah. And also, it's been crash tested mm -hmm. with this, with these bumpers. Exactly. So, and it's signed off, and the cooling is just perfect because the, the GM engineers had to sign off on all the cooling components right. and how it works and aerodynamics and crash protection. So, and all the sensors too, proximity warning sensors, blind spot monitoring sensors, it all works as one. So that's what you get. I'm willing to bet that this is, other than powertrain, this is as far as they can go at General Motors before getting to the Hummer EV, you know what I mean, in terms yeah, of off-road capability. Which is like their height adjustable suspension. Right, which is just and, ridiculous yeah. in every way, and it, it has nothing to do with But why the don't truck. they put a supercharger underneath the hood I, of this? I know, I know, and I've been thinking, you know, we've been going round and round with this with a lot of our viewers and everything else, and I agree with you guys, but the other side of it is, if you're thinking about long-term longevity, if you're thinking about just overall capability, and if you're thinking about taking a vehicle off-road and driving it around all the time, Perhaps the supercharger isn't that big of a deal. Maybe zero to 60 times don't matter. It already has a gobs of torque, like 460 pound-feet of torque. We already know it's a very capable powertrain. And they have to make it efficient because it still has to stick within the uh, cafe numbers and everything else, right? Mm -hmm. It's part of that. It's a half-ton truck. Yeah. So perhaps that has something to do with it. And I, I'm kind of over that now. You know, okay. I, yeah, I, I'm not well, going to bother them about it. Well, the arms race is still on. Oh, yeah. um, in a few days, Forge has just announced that on Monday, July 18th, uh, the Raptor R will be officially unveiled. And we will have a lot of coverage on this. Oh, yeah. So the arms race is still happening. It's not uh, going to stop anytime soon until, yeah. yeah but I, at a certain point in time, I wonder if the GM engineers are like, well, we probably could build something that has 600 horsepower or whatever. You know, that we could do that. But we know for a fact, aside from the, you know, A, B, and C, they're going to have a lot more power. We just can't compete with them reliably. You know, it could be or that. Or just focus on the Hummer, maybe. Maybe that's their focus. That's the other thing, right, is that right. they have the Hummer. And they were the first to come out with a proper off-road vehicle that's electric. So, you know, good and bad with that. Um, I'm just going to say that I'm really looking forward, really looking forward to taking this off-road. Totally. Um, so the other trend, part of this trend is that uh, Ford was there in a big presence with like Bronco uh, ride and drive experience. Oh, okay. Was there. Uh, then Toyota and Lexus were there. Mm -hmm. um, the Lexus, they had the concept GX SUV with like off-road ready bumpers. Oh, good. So they know? took off all the plastic crap. Yeah, exactly. And the low chin, you know, that we all hate. Yeah. So there was a concept of that. Uh, cool. Then Honda was there. They had the Honda Passport and also the Ridgeline. Mm -hmm. You know, there's sort of overlandy accessories. Was it the white Ridgeline by chance? No, no, oh, okay. it, well, it was not. But they the were showing we off like accessories like, you know, rooftop tans mm -hmm. or bed-mounted tans. 
um, some tires, some other accessories. There's a swing away tire that they had on the Passport that I saw before, which is a thing you plug into your hitch. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's actually a very cool thing for some people who really want that spare tire hanging on the back and off the bottom of the vehicle. So it's it's kind of a cool idea. And it's it's something that they've been they debuted last year, I believe. Yeah, totally. And as if you can tell, I mean, if you're watching this on TFL Talk or listening to us, which is, you know, we thank you. Um, there is a lot of just, I mean, if you look at some of these images, there's just pop-up campers and tents everywhere. Yeah. It's like a tent city. Well, it is a tent city. There's also, of course, like uh, big giant expedition boxes that look like literally boxes, but they're motorhomes, right? So, Which are extraordinarily expensive because they're... And extraordinarily fancy. Yeah, yeah, yes. but they're really well prepared. They have aluminum and really, you know, carbon fiber and all these other things going on to make them lightweight, yet capable off-road and comfy in the winter. I, I, I look at some of these incredible off-road vehicles and realize that an awful lot of the owners never go off-road. They, they just go to a KOA, and I, I just look and I'm like, dude, you should be I, hanging off the side of a cliff somewhere yeah, or whatever, totally. you know? Totally. Um, and um, the image I'm showing you now, um, so the next up is, uh, I would say the next trend is really fancy suspension systems, right? Yeah, I, I mean, we've, we've, we've seen that over the years. Oh, but, sure. but especially um, this truck is an Elevations um, off-grid. That's a company that's based in Colorado, actually, mm -hmm. here local. Right. Uh, and they uh, teamed up with Liquid Spring, uh, which is a commercial-grade suspension, which is, um, is using some of the technology well, it's using a principle of um, hydraulics, mm -hmm. but not with a typical hydraulic fluid, uh, this oil that's somewhat compressible. So they have a height-adjustable, active, and with modes, suspension for F550s, you know, really gigantic tr uh, Ford trucks. Mm -hmm. uh, and that suspension, liquid springs, is decades old, and it's actually originated from vehicles like ambulances. Mm -hmm. You know, that needed, you know, stable, comfortable rides, but also very heavy-duty systems. Right. Now, if I recall, you did cover a truck that had that suspension system six months ago, give Yeah, it was at the Indianapolis uh, work truck show. Right, right. Um, and that we do have a story out there. One of on these. That. But now the system is actually getting pop more popular. Right. Uh, they now have a self-leveling feature. You know what they called it? Hmm. Earth leveling. Earth leveling? Yes. But but that kind of, to me, says that the truck is actually leveling the earth. Well, not the, when a Ford F-550 is actually, yes, leveling <laughs> the earth. This thing is a beast. Look at it. I mean, it's technically a dually. But unlike a lot of the idiots who are, like, taking duallys and shoving wheels way out on the side of them and making them useless, yeah. this thing looks like it could actually go off-road on a very large path. Yes. And uh, we'll be doing stuff with these trucks. <gasps> So we're, we're going to team up with the left elevation off-grid. Uh, we're going we're gonna to off-road these puppies. Yeah. We're going to tow 30,000 pounds with these puppies. 30,000 pounds with yes. an off-road vehicle. Awesome. Y yes. So that's what that fancy suspension, um, it's very quite pricey. Yeah, I would so the, the suspension kit, because it replaces uh, the, the leaf springs mm -hmm. and it has its own kind of trailing arm system. Sure. It's around twenty to $25,000 for the four corners. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, you can upgrade it to further capabilities like the leveling system. Now, although that is, you know, eye-watering to a lot of people who are like, well, wait a minute, I, I spent $15,000 to get this full uh, Baja off-road system set up in my, you know, F-150. 
Think about it this way. This is for almost like an industrial use level. These are for vehicles that you're seriously going to be taking into the rough. You need a reliable hardcore suspension because you're going to be doing something major off-road. In many cases, there's like people who, you know, do real safaris off-road yeah. or, you know. And they want to be comfortable and it, they want to be capable. And yeah. also have this, if you have a suspension collapse when you're uh, like in the in the bush, yeah. you're screwed. You, it's so hard. Just just little things like a tire are hard enough, but a suspension collapsing, having a spring go, having you know a shock completely go out can really screw you up. And so having a hardcore suspension system makes sense. That's to been an proven in, a, in an industry like uh, emergency vehicles. Exactly, exactly. Right? So uh, I'm really curious about this. I haven't driven this truck yet, but I will be a very, very it soon. It looks absolutely beefy. Wow. Uh, and uh, you don't have to get it lifted like this on big tires. Uh, so the truck we are studying right now has like 42s or 44s. Yeah, those are huge. Uh, giant uh, super singles setup, really. I mean, because it used to be a dually and now yeah. it was converted to super singles. Uh, but the... Uh, you can just do it to a regular dually truck. Mm -hmm. So let's say you're hauling, you know, actually working like a hotshot driver. Right. And you want a, a solid suspension that's comfortable. And maybe once in a while you need it to be higher raised. Mm -hmm. You can do that too. So they, they have a package for that. I am curious, but it's, it's a whole other question about whether or not it adds or subtracts to your uh, towing ability and your uh, hauling ability because that's a pretty heavy suspension system. Yeah, uh, but uh, these trucks have super high limits already mm, yeah. on payloads. So, and so that's why we're going to be towing heavy with this. Yes, and so, so we'll so find we'll, out in the future. We'll, we'll find out. Okay, now so, this is a very important picture. We covered it a little bit earlier, but um, this is our Ford F-115 Lightning uh, all-electric pickup. We bought it. <laughs> the minute it was available, Roman flew out uh, and picked it up with Andre. Mm -hmm. You poor, uh, you we, poor guy. <laughs> we, we, and they had to drive we, back. We went from, to Dearborn, yeah. where basically the Lightning is built. Dearborn, Michigan, drove it back to Boulder, Colorado. Um, and that video is actually out there, video series, I should say. And from that point, we started working on it because we knew immediately what we were going to do with it. We want to be the first to take an electric pickup truck up to Prudhoe Bay northernmost point um, and in order to do that we have to do a couple things to the truck in order to make it a little bit more capable and perhaps a little bit more rugged uh, in the areas we're taking it to which is why we had David set up the box on the inside for cargo which is why we had four-wheel campers hook us up with this very lightweight in-bed camper which has a pop-up in it that should hold what two people comfortably up there yeah so the the top of it is um and you've kind of seen us review four-wheel camper uh, camper we've before. done it before yeah um it's basically an expandable bed so it can be kind of for two people who are cozy with each other mm -hmm. you could expand it uh, the bed it becomes basically almost like a king length you know, large sleeping space. Well, that helps for both you and Roman. Uh, I'm not going to sleep with Roman in one bed. So, uh, But you mentioned David's system that he built a little uh, slide-in. Yeah, and um, you can see a little bit of it in this photo. Yeah, and, and by the way, uh, we kind of showed the preview of it already, so you can check it out. Right. Uh, That's full, our first episode. Yeah, the first episode is already public. The second episode, we're also going to sh uh, share a few items and it goes up on Saturday, so this weekend. So mm -hmm. when you're listening to this, when this episode drops of the podcast, just the next day, 
uh, you will see the next episode. So this is going to be exciting. But before we go further into this, yes. can we address a couple of questions here? Uh, I think now's Patreon. the time. That's exactly yeah. it. Yeah. So uh, the first question actually is related to this truck. Okay. Um, it comes from Saeed. Okay. On Patreon.com. Um, Saeed, this is a long kind of question that Saeed wrote. Okay, let's uh, see and, if we can... And, and, and comment. But it boils down to this. Saeed wants to see us go to Moab with our lightning and maybe do the White Rim Trail. Or he also wants us to uh, try the Rim Rocker Trail. Um, um, that he was wondering about. Um, so he's basically saying, when are we going to see more off-roading with this truck? Mm-hmm. And the answer is, uh, first of all, it's going to Alaska right now. Uh, and it's going to be on gravel roads on Dalton Highway, very tough environments. Um, and um, it's going to be tested for adventure. And we're actually going to be sleeping in the camper. Yep. Uh, that's why we got the camper, because a lot of the times you can... It's really either expensive to get a quote-unquote hotel up up in these areas, right. or like some sort of a you know a home, which is sometimes are actually shipping containers. Yeah, right? yeah, they are actually in some cases. And also, we want to be flexible. Well, and we want to stop whenever we want to stop, and, and we might explore. have to and stop. And we might have to stop. Right, and in those cases, it's gonna. Let's say for some reason, you know, the other vehicle that's going with this one is the. Um, Ford F-150 power boost. And in an emergency, if we have to, on the side of the road, we could, in theory, power this vehicle up with that vehicle. That's if we screw up and can't get to an outlet. Yeah, but we've planned out, Jay and team have been working very hard, our producer Jay, um, with Cole and Roman and uh, David was involved in this. And David is coming on this journey. Yeah, David's going to be on this journey, the poor guy. Yes, so um, they planned out uh, charging locations. Um, anything from, you know, uh, they're going to start in Haines mm-hmm. because uh, taking the ferry from Bellingham, Washington State, up to Haines, Alaska, and then driving through Canada, right. up to Took, charging in Took, charging in Fairbanks. Right. They planned all this route. They have it all planned out. And by the way, um, we have to save a little bit of time, which is why we're not going through Canada. Um, a lot of people are asking about that. Yeah. Also, there's some issues with the Alcan Highway right now. It's so washed out. It's closed. washed out. Yeah. Uh, it's partially closed. But the point is, is that in order for us to make this work within a time schedule that we needed to work, we had to do it this way. Bear in mind, every single time, every moment that Roman is out there shooting this, he's not going to a press event. He's not going to. He's not here in the studio doing this. It's an issue because we and, are not a very and, big and team. That's why we broke it into legs. Exactly. Like I did the first leg that I can kind of tease right here and tell mm-hmm. you more about. Um, and that's why I can be here in the studio with you. Right. <laughs> like, like we're saying. Let's get back to Syed's question, though, yeah. about us taking this so, off-road to Moab. I'm hoping that we'll be able to do that after we're done with the Alaska adventure. Yeah. Because we're not just going to get rid of this thing right away. Oh, no, no, no. Provided no. that everything is cool with the truck and Roman hasn't been eaten by a bear and the bear ate the truck as well. Um, one can only hope. Uh, so if that doesn't happen, we get the thing back. Uh, provided everything checks out, absolutely we want to start taking it to some adventure locations, and Moab is one of our favorites. Now, the White Wind Rim Trail is a bit of an issue because it is pretty long. And yes. one of the issues, of course, we have is range. Now, could we take a solar panel and try to recharge the vehicle along the way? Sure, it would take a month, but we could basically try to do that. The reality is is that uh, it would have to be a smaller trail for us to realistically do it. Well, maybe this Rim Rocker Trail could be it. Could uh, be. But, but also, Nathan, remember, so originally the Lightning extended battery had a range of, has a range of 320 
technically. At the absolute max. At, at the absolute max under ideal conditions, this is EPA and forth. With the talking. right tires, and yeah. Yes, not all terrains. So <laughs> by the time you put extra weight in this truck, the camper, the all terrain tires, you you continuously chipping away at that range. Yeah, 10 to 15%, I yeah. would say, easily. At, at a time. Yeah. So uh, let's say um, a fruit going slowly over boulders, that takes away range, right? Oh, because God, it does. So maybe half, you might have half the range by the time you're off-roading in Moab. So, like, think about the 160 miles. And that's provided, yeah, well, that's provided that you have a full charge by the time you get to that point. Exactly. You still have to actually get there, yes. right? So, so it will be a challenge, but I think it's a cool challenge, actually. Oh, I agree 100%. Yeah. It's something we want to do. So, um, a reasonably distanced trail would make a lot of sense as opposed to the white, right, white rim trail, which, which is, is just like 95 plus miles. But, Plus, you have to get there too. Exactly, and that's yeah. that's the other problem. So, um, in fact, we've we've had issues getting to that trail with gas vehicles and making sure we came back with like recently gas. our Go Big series. Oh my god, <laughs> we were really worried about actually having enough fuel. We we were yeah, it was that that was a whole different thing. Yeah. Um, so anyway, yes, great question. Let's get to the next question. One more question. This comes from Jonathan uh, okay. on Patreon.com/slash/tflcar. Uh, Jonathan is uh, uh, searching for a new truck. Mm-hmm. He's considering a 2019 Sierra 1500 5.3 V8. He's also considering a 2019 Sierra 1500 3-liter diesel. Um, he's also considering a two, 2020 Ram Rebel Eco Diesel. Um, so he's looking in kind of what is the best um, off-road, you know, a little bit you know, mild off-road capable truck mm-hmm. that can also tow between seven and 8,000 pounds. So, and he's considering the GM V8, GM diesel, and Ram Eco Diesel. Um, and he's saying, um, does he need to go heavy duty hmm. to tow seven to 8,000 pounds? So. Uh, I'm going to throw my hat in the ring on this one uh-huh. uh, with, with just a couple statements on this. First of all, if you're talking about the 5.3, which, by the way, we had a really good experience with our. Um, Chevy Trail uh, Boss, Trail Boss yeah. with the 5.3 and the 10-speed auto, not the 8-speed, the the 10-speed. That one we did tow over 7,000 pounds with it more than once. Yeah, and it was uh, rated to like way over 10,000, I yeah. believe. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 was, it was remarkably capable. Not the fastest truck, but a really good deal all the way around. I think it Actually, was... Actually, sir, I'll take it back. I think it was rated up to nine, but still quite but we, capable. We, but, yeah. And we went up to that level yeah. all the time. Yeah, we did. And we towed Moab with it, speaking of Moab and all that. So I really thought that that was an excellent truck. With that being said, the Eco Diesel and the... Uh, Duramax. The, the Duramax yeah. are both phenomenal powertrains, but diesel's more expensive now. A lot more expensive than it used to be. And diesel engines are more expensive. And so there's that bit of a trade-off there. Um, I'm just going to say from a value perspective and being off-road capable, if you were to get a Trail Boss with that 5.3 and the 10-speed automatic transmission like we had, great compromise. Yeah, or even the Sierra. I, it, well, it uh, seems the like, equivalent Sierra. Yeah, yeah, or it seems like Jonathan really likes the Sierra in this case. Too. Okay. It works. 84 is there, not yeah. the X. No, 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 but, but the regular, the regular 84, which I, I adore yeah. that one as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. So, I really think it's good. And there's nothing wrong with the Ram with, with the Eco Diesel, no, nothing at all. But in terms of preference and in terms of just getting a good bang for your buck and getting that tow capability and being able to off-road, I think that uh, the GM cousins are the way to go. That's me. I would agree. Um, I would do a, a one more caveat, like mm. because Jonathan is really interested in towing. Okay. So seven to eight thousand pound trailer, 
Uh, it depends on what type of trailer too. So That's we a called a flatbed with vehicles. Mm-hmm. So because we would carry vehicles to Moab and back, right? Uh, or we would just do the eye gauntlets mm-hmm. uh, this way. Um, when you have kind of a low profile vehicle on a on a trailer, it's the aerodynamics are a little bit in your favor. Right, right. As soon as you have a eight thousand pound giant camping. Like a, bit, a box behind you, essentially. Big box. Right. That's where the half-ton trucks begin to struggle because side wind can come in mm-hmm. into that trailer. The trailer may start to sway. Um, the trailer now weighs a bit more than the truck, right? The truck weighs about 5,500 pounds. Right. Now you're towing something heavier than the tow. So you're saying that the tail can wag the dog. A little bit. Yeah. So you have to pay attention to hitches, maybe get a weight distribution hitch like we use from Gen Y hitch, right? Right. right. Uh, or consider getting a heavier truck. Right. That's where the heavy duty yes. starts to come into to play. Yes. And it also depends on how often he tows. Yes. If he's only towing two times a year to the to the you know lake or whatever, or that type of thing, then perhaps he can you know deal with the fact that it might struggle a little bit off the super heavy trailer. But if it's something that he's doing all the time, then yeah, I think a heavy duty trailer or t- truck would make a lot more sense. Yeah. But I would lean towards the 5.3 V8 if you're budget minded. Yes. Um, if you have a little bit more budget, I would say the Duramax, the straight six. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I you and I agree. Yeah, it's, one okay. of, it's, it's the best. Yeah, and it really is. So now let's continue with the Northern Lightning um, previews and what happened. Right. And so the Northern Lightning, technically speaking, Andre really was part of the launch of Northern Lightning series, considering where he went with this truck. He and also Grant. And then Grant is one of our behind-the-scenes man. He's the one yes. who helps us get our sponsors. And in many cases, he's also out there driving a lot of these vehicles. Um, and so Andre and Grant, at two separate times, two different legs, brought the vehicle out, so to speak. Yeah. So the uh, Grant uh, kind of, once again, like you said, behind the scenes, uh, got the, our F-150 Lightning to Sacramento mm-hmm. and then Woodland, California. Woodland is where four-wheel campers is based. This is their headquarters. This is also their brand new factory right. and warehouse. This place is huge. Um, and we have a video coming up, what, within the next 10 days, mm-hmm. uh, episode three of Northern Lightning, uh, where, actually, no. Uh, this episode, this weekend, is going to feature this, this so factory. So episode two. Yeah, and you will see all those things. Which um, is, there's a picture, for those of you who can't see, of uh, some dudes setting up the truck with this camper. Now... Here's the thing about it. That is still a regular Ford F-150 bed, am I right? Yeah, it's a five and a half foot bed, and the dimensions of it are identical to a regular F-150. Okay, so there's no difference there, essentially. Yes, no. Okay. Uh, the difference is really underneath the bed. So that's where, if you're wondering, can I do any slide-in camper? Can I put anything and start drilling? You know, because the latest uh, trend is to drill inside the bed right. instead of outside mounting. Right. You do inside mount on campers. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes you have to drill through the floor of the bed I've to seen mount. That. Yeah. Uh, we've done that before with other trucks. Indeed. Um, well, you have to be careful. And, and this, is, this is still the... The, the new wild frontier, right? Because there's battery underneath there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there is uh, electric motor underneath it. There is wiring. There is suspension components. So because of that, we went with this shell solution. The shell mounts on the bed rails. So you don't have to touch the bottom of the bed at all. None, nothing like is that. Is there any drilling needed or anything into the rails? Uh, yes. Uh, drilling was required to mount the shell into the bed rails. Okay. Um, we talked about clamps. Four-wheel campers doesn't recommend clamps okay. because, well, first of all, there is some wind 
obviously. So you want that really secure, mounted really securely. Yeah. Also, washboard roads have a tendency to rattle the clamps out. Gotcha. And there's going to be a lot of washboard roads we're dealing with. A lot. Thousands of, of miles, miles of washboard yeah. roads. So when, when I told them about this, they are like, dude, you got to bolt this down. Yeah. You yeah. got to. So it was a little bit... You know, hard start drilling brand new lightning bed right. at the top of it, at the top rail. But we had to do it. We did it. Uh, these guys are super professional. They do installations at the factory too. Yeah. So if you're in the area and you purchase one of these campers, it can be professionally installed. You don't have to do it in your driveway, you know, and struggle with it or whatever. No, I got you. So it, it's in. It's a good looking little uh, camper too, by the way. Um, this is one of their lightest products, I'm going to assume. Exactly. That, yeah. So some of the weights on this uh, project am. Uh, they st- oh, there's a picture of Alex walking. <laughs> oh, he loves being on camera wearing his mask. So, by the way, you might be wondering about masks. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a, a bit of an outbreak uh, at the factory. Mm-hmm. So there was uh, extra precautions needed. Because, as you know, uh, people working together in this small space... And you can take out an entire factory. You can uh, you basically. can wipe them out, right? And 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 uh, you know, there's a new variant out there and everything else that's super contagious and all that. So, so yeah, I totally get. You know, we, we're we're trying to be careful with this whole thing. Um, so, what is the weight of this? How much extra weight so, do we add? So it's technically listed at about 400 pounds, just for this shell. That's basically it's, Alex and I combined. Basically, so yeah. it's like two dudes driving uh, in a truck. Yeah. Uh, but so it's aluminum construction. Uh, of course, pop top, everything like that, but it's kind of naked inside. So there is no uh, fridge, there is no water, there is no sink. So it's it's a, it's the basics. It's a shell, but it has the bed thing on top. Exactly. So gotcha. you can use it to sleep, and then you can build out the bed to your liking, which mm. is what we did. Because David helped us build, you know, the the solution. Did we add a, a water bed for Roman to be happy? Uh, I don't know, <laughs> but I think David requested a foam mattress. Um, no, I don't so blame him. Here's a, a little bit of a closer look uh, of what's happening inside the camper. That looks uh, like a table. Does that did that come with the camper? No, that table was built by David. No kidding, that looks it great. It looks professional, like it come out of a well, factory. We, we, David is a really, really talented. He's a craftsman. Yeah, he's, he, he's some incredible. of the stuff he does, guys, you wouldn't believe up close. So he created a dinette. So what is that? Is that a battery box I'm looking at? Yeah, here? there's a battery box on the side because... We didn't want to tap into the truck's electrical system. Right. It's so new, and we didn't have a lot of time. So this this is a 12-volt AGM battery provided by four-wheel campers, okay. which is what they do with some other Project Ams. Um, and it runs the camper lights, because it does have LED lights, mm-hmm. and it, ha- it runs the fans in the ceiling. Is there a solar panel up top to charge this thing, or is it just does it charge off the alternator? You, um, so right now it does not charge off the alternator. Uh, well, partially because the truck doesn't have an alternator. Of course it doesn't. What but, am I thinking? But but <laughs> but, but the, here, here's the thing. You might be saying, well, there's an outlet in the bed. Yeah. Why don't you just plug the camper into the uh, outlets in the bed? Sure. Well, the outlets are 120 volt. Right. The camper is built to run on 12 volts. Gotcha. So the currently there is not like a step down inverter um, that's available. So. We decided to keep going with a 12-volt battery. Uh, this is a solution that provide. Um, it's maintained by solar. You see that little, on the top right corner of the battery box, there's a little connector? Yeah, I see that's the That's a solar connector. Okay, so that's what I was curious about. So you can put a panel on the roof and basically charge this thing through the day as you're driving? Uh, well, we won't be able to because the solar panel is has to be outside the vehicle. 
technically. Well, couldn't it be mounted to the roof? Yeah, you, it could, but yeah. we didn't do it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I'm just, this is curiosity based yeah. on someone who would buy something like yeah. this. Can so, it be done? Uh, so the roof has rail, uh, a track system uh-huh. where you can mount kayak uh, racks, maybe even bicycle racks. Gotcha. You can mount solar panels, and they do that. Okay. But we chose to keep the roof a little bit more naked. Right, better uh, aerodynamics and lighter. Uh, lighter. So we brought a little foldable solar panel that the boys can use if they want to. The fence, uh, the battery is enough to run the fence continuously for up to a single date, like 24 hours. Mm-hmm. And or run the LED lights for weeks without being recharged. You said it's, Days. it's 12 volt, right? It's a 12 volt AGM. Okay. So anyway, so this is kind of a little <clears throat> preview of what it looks like. Um, I So then I picked it up this and I drove awesome. it. I drove it from Woodland, California up mm-hmm. to um, towards Eureka, which right. is on the coast. And then I went to the Overland Expo. We have some family in Eureka. So it's pretty cool that you're bouncing around there. Now, these pictures, for those of you who are listening, are pictures of the uh, truck going through a, at Kalamath, California, there's, among other places, there's trees that are hollowed out that you can drive through, and it's always a really cool picture. And Andre got the, did do you actually fit through this? I did not go all the way. <laughs> um, so, so, so a couple things. Uh-huh. Um, one of our viewers, um, we were talking on um, Instagram, mm-hmm. uh, TFL Truck, and, uh, uh, he said he tried to fit through this Klamath, um, California redwood tree. Mm-hmm. It's a drive-through, two or three tree. Um, he said he scratched his F-150 last year. Okay. So I was already cautious. Um, and then when I pulled up, the camper top was a little bit too tall. It, lo- is- it looks like it's just a hair too tall. But <laughs> I like the fact that you went. But but I, I, I you did I, enter the tree. You just yes. didn't go all the way through the tree. Yes, exactly. So I, I used it as kind of a social, you know, promotion. No, it, it looks it's, cool it's though. It's a cool photo. Um, and also, okay. I, I really do like being able to see the back of the um, camper as well, because it's not a standard door or anything like that. It's a flip-up hatch that has looks like two different. Um, uh, what should we call it? Opening L- latches. Yeah. yeah, latches. Yeah. Very cool. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so um, this was my trip. Oh, look at that! I went up the coast, uh, took some took some pictures, um, and then obviously my uh, my primary jobs were figure out how much the truck weighs now because mm-hmm. we've added not just the camper but we added the David solution and, and a battery. battery. We've added our own gear. Right. We have cooler straps. And stuff we have like cooler. That. We have extension cords, which are heavy. Um, so we added almost um, almost a thousand pounds. What's the so, um, and what's it rated at? Fifteen. Uh, we, we it has a seventeen hundred pound payload. Seventeen. Okay. So so with a couple of guys and everything that we've built, we're pretty close we're to still, payload. We're, we're close to the maximum, but we're not over it okay. by any means. So in other words, we're not going all the way up to Prudhoe Bay in a stripped down truck at its very lightest. We no. are actually doing a lot of things to make it even more challenging for the truck, and that's including tires that are granted much grippier and capable are also, they create more drag. And we've already proven that with Andre and Tommy doing a really good video showing the difference between those tires and the stock tires. Yeah, and we'll have more details about this on TFL EV channel as well. Um, So this is realistic. This is not like a stripped down bare bones uh, vehicle. This is a vehicle equipped for overlanding. It really is at this point. 
Yeah. I mean, I, I'm I, really impressed with the way it looks, too. I think it looks I, great. I slept in this vehicle two nights already. Mm-hmm. So it's not like a for show. So you've christened it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, that's great. Now, I'm, I'm thrilled. So how comfortable was the upper bed? It's it's nice. It's um, it's got the padding, which is about like three inches thick. Uh-huh. And for me, it felt it Was felt it like really memory good. foam, really good stuff, or just regular foam? It's it's not truly memory foam. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you did want like David, yeah. he's bringing his own little additional pad. I'm sure he is because he's very picky about his. Uh, I, and he has every right to be. Yeah. Um, Andre and I a long time ago did a California run in actually a vehicle called the Volkswagen California. Yes. And you slept on the top the whole time, and I slept on the bottom, meaning the top of the uh, van, and I was at the bottom of the van. I different just, floors. Different floors. <laughs> but um, it was oh my god, what is this? Oh, Sorry. I've seen those before. Sorry. Yeah. Okay, this is great. So uh, the picture, for those of you who are not able to see it, uh, is Andre brought up a Tesla Model, uh, is that an X? I think it's a 3, actually. Is that a Model 3? Sorry, it's, it's hard to see. It's, it's small, all black. yes. Um, and it's pulling a tiny little trailer. Yes. I saw that in uh, Oregon. That's really cool. Yeah. Now, this is a partial pop-up trailer, if I'm, if I'm correct. So the rear of it actually it's pops up. It's like a teardrop. Like a, they call it a cricket, I, I, I think. I don't know. I don't know much about this. I just snapped a photo because I... I saw this actually at an Overland Expo okay. about three years ago. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I wasn't the only one trying to do some sort of a camping with electric vehicles. Oh, my... Uh, the, there's other, there are other people... Uh, Towing trailers with Teslas. Yes, I agree, and I've seen them before. We're not. We were one of the first to try it, but uh, I also noticed that where he is in Oregon, uh, the price for diesel is six dollars and twenty-four cents per gallon. Yeah. And, wow. And I saw higher prices too. Yeah, that's that's this the West is, Coast for you. Yeah. Hey, good news for folks. The prices actually have been coming down a little bit here in Colorado. They've dropped around twenty cents over the past, let's say, three weeks. Um, so let's so, keep going. So, uh, we're yeah, actually well, about done with this broadcast, but I wanted to hear a little bit more. Yeah, totally. So my, my jobs were to find out how heavy the truck is. Mm-hmm. Uh, my other job was to figure out what the efficiency with the camper is. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say everything uh, because the episode is still coming right. with, with all of the information that I found. Correct. Um, obviously, the range decreased. Uh, we're putting a, a – I actually designed – uh, a little um, homemade fairing, a wind fairing deflector. Oh yeah, um, to go on the roof of the Lightning, to direct air over the camper. Did um, you bolt this into the Lightning? Did you shove screws through it? To no, put it in? no, because Roman would have my neck on the wall. How did you mount it? Um, I bought a, actually a Thule system. Oh, okay, like so, a ski rack, like, like the, a ski rack right. system uh, that that mounts with clamps on the side. Uh-huh. Because Roman specifically asked me not to drill through the roof. <laughs> could only. Um, that's why I was freaking out a little bit. Um, so I did that at Home Depot. Uh-huh. And I stopped and did that, um, and now we're also working with the Colorado Fairing Company, uh, cofairingco.com, uh, mm-hmm. which built custom fairings for very variety of vehicles. So it, it's going to have their latest system on our truck. Are we so, going to get it onto the truck before we actually get it to Alas? Yes. Okay. Yes. Fantastic. Yes. So Roman is flying to meet them on the second leg. Yeah, that's that's. And he's going to bring it on the plane. So I wanted to. He's going to bring it on the plane As because ch- he's going to Korea. He's coming back here too. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought he was flying from Korea no, to. No, uh, he's okay. going to come back here. Oh, okay. Wow. So um, so yeah. <laughs> this is going to be great. So for those of you who don't know, Roman is right now actually in Korea. Yep. Uh, he'll be there for the next few days. He's doing some stuff. And then he's <laughs> – it's for work. And then he's going to come back here, spend what, one day here, if that? 
uh, I believe Friday through Sunday morning. Oh, okay. And it's so he's going to be long enough here to pick up the fairing at the office uh-huh. and put it as a checked luggage. It's going to be packaged in cardboard. Okay, so he's going to check it. Uh, he's going to check it because it's going to be like um, one foot tall by five feet wide. Okay. So imagine like a poster. Like a like a poster cardboard box. Yeah, I I, I get the, yeah. the angles. It's going to be interesting to. Okay, so once he but just I'm just thinking about his mood. He's going to be in a terrific mood with jet lag, hopping off just about to switch over back to Colorado time with a fairing. On, yes, with a fairing and then getting onto a plane and then. So I'm all so I can glad say I for Jay there. and team, you know, uh, have fun. Yeah, <laughs> nice knowing you. It'd be great. So, um, but. This is just really, we're now at the real start of it. Andre, thank you very much for really getting this whole thing going because it, it takes a lot of work. There's a lot of stops and all that that are required to get this truck to where it is even now. Um, I can almost guarantee you that nobody has the amount of miles that we have on a Lightning. Um, 6,000 miles. Yeah. I think there's another Within. family with 5,000 miles on yeah. our Lightning. Recently, I saw a video, so cool, cool video, by the they way. They may catch up to us because it has to sit for but, about a week. But it's going to have another, like, 3,000 miles adding in the next 10 days. Yeah. So, and, and remember, it's got to come back. Yeah. Yeah. So so this might be one of the highest mileage lightnings. By the way, uh, yes, was that there was that recall with the TPMS, a tire pressure monitoring oh, yeah, yeah. system. It was done on our truck before we left. But it wasn't like a – I wouldn't consider it a super critical thing. Yeah, yeah. Even though they did have a stop sale. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was just – misconfigured like the warning system was misconfigured in the software okay now it's fixed um the tire pressure monitoring system works um it's beautiful um and uh, we had no other issues that mechanically speaking okay the truck charges well the truck drives beautifully it's really comfortable actually the suspension works well even with this weight because i was concerned right are right. we gonna are we gonna sit it on its bump stops no um, it, 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 it's I, not sitting low at all. It looks like it hasn't lost any of its height, actually. Maybe uh, maybe hair. like a ha- fraction of an inch. Yeah, maybe. but, but it's yeah. barely noticeable. Grant said, driving it out from Colorado out west, that it drove like an F-150. That's what he said. I, I, I would say a little bit better than a, a traditional F-150. Yeah. And, and you can tell it in a twisty highway. Yeah, because of that know, independent suspension. It, yeah, because it's just the weight is down low. Right. The independent suspension... Uh, handles all the transitions, you know, rough, rough pavement or whatever. So, so it just—it's a comfortable vehicle. There are no mechanical problems. I'm knocking on wood. Helping you there. Okay. Yes, um, and um, it's going to Alaska as basically as we speak. As we speak. As so, we guys, speak. this is coming up. This is huge. This is an amazing adventure. I'm thrilled that I'm not going. Um, <laughs> so it's it, no, but seriously, this is something to stay tuned for. And what channels are, is it going to be on? It's primarily on TFL Truck, but mm-hmm. we have supporting vehicles on other channels. So the best way is alltfl.com. So right. if you don't want to miss anything, just go to one place, alltfl.com. You'll see the major episodes. You'll see what led up to it. Mm-hmm. Some of the shorts, um, so you can see, you know, everything that's happening. That's right. Special thanks to our crew for helping us get to this point, including Alex. Guys, you are amazing, and thank you guys for your support. We got to get going, but we will see you next week. All right. See you on the next one. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.